Gentlemen, this is the Saw Good Man, the Better. Better Call Saw Podcast. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is Dave, who wasn't in an accident recently. Dave? <laughs> Feeling pretty good about it, too. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, though, um, I almost got into three today. Three accidents? And it made me it made me think of you. Made, made you think of me? Yeah, because uh, I'm with Brian, who was in an accident recently. Yeah, that dude fucked my shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the delay spoiler alert that's why we had a bit of a delay getting this episode yeah dude blew a stop sign like plowed his little acura <laughs> right through my truck i was gonna make a sex joke about that yeah yeah he plowed, hot yeah <laughs> he blew a stop sign <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I, I did get to ride an ambulance though so that was pretty cool that's pretty sweet i've never ridden an ambulance before i never have i got into an accident a similar accident to you but uh, mm-hmm. refused treatment at the scene is what my dumb ass did oh really and i still have <laughs> shoulder problems from it yeah no i uh i totally got to ride an ambulance it was it was much like when i when i got arrested and got stuck in the paddy wagon like nice. first off i was like guys i walked into the ambulance can i like just sit here but they have to strap you in the gurney <laughs> oh yeah yeah, so I have this hilarious picture of me in my work clothes because it happened on my way to work. Nice. And I have this hilarious picture of me in my work clothes, like strapped to a gurney. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, we got, even though, like, so the accident happened two blocks away from my house. Uh huh. And uh, the hospital is like four blocks the opposite direction from oh. my house. Well, that's kind of a far walk. Yeah. So I got the ride. But nice. I, I did uh, request that they put on the lights and the siren, even though I was very much okay. And they totally did. So that oh, was nice of them. Nice. And then I wasted two and a half hours <laughs> at the hospital <laughs> waiting for x-rays. And and I guess, I, I guess I'd ever consider, like, what do you, because my wife was like, should I come home? I'm like, nah, you know, like, I'm, I'm living. Like, go to work. You right. know, stay at work. Don't worry about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and it, it's funny because after my x-rays and stuff, they're like, okay, you can go home now. And I, <laughs> I was just like, oh. Oh, cool. Yeah. Can somebody give me a ride home? Because <laughs> I don't have a car. Yeah. And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, you brought me here in an ambulance. And I'm like, can you just take me? I'm like, I'm right around the corner. And uh, they wouldn't. So I had to Uber. Oh. <laughs> I had to Uber from the hospital. I guess I just never considered that. Jeez. I mean, Irene that got would a, be the case. Irene got a ride from the conference room to the conference room or lobby to the conference room. Too bad right. you didn't have a Howard Hamlin on your side. Yeah, I didn't even get a wheelchair, but I did get oh, wheeled in a gurney. And as I'm waiting there, so I and then I felt bad, right? Because right. like I started to get sore and my neck is killing me. And like right now, like even the little joints in my fingers all hurt, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. um, you're left handed, probably. <laughs> probably. But as, as I was sitting there waiting for the x ray, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, God, I just want to go home and start calling the insurance and trying to get this figured out. Mm-hmm. The lady in one of the little waiting rooms that they have is like screaming bloody murder that somebody needs to help her oh, and, geez. and here i am just like well go hit my truck and this lady sounds like she's dying right <laughs> so i was that lady once you we were i was the uh, uh when i got hit in the head with a horseshoe my brother tried to kill me as we joke okay my brother hit me accidentally hit me in the head with a horseshoe <laughs> and <laughs> you've never heard this story <laughs> you don't have horses <laughs> <laughs> the game oh. horseshoes because back in my day we played horseshoes with metal 
horseshoes. <laughs> so my brother was like 11, and I was seven. And he's learning how to throw horseshoes, and one throw gets errant. It hits me in the back of the head. <laughs> I wasn't even standing by the target. That's what the worst part. It was like 90 degrees in the wrong It was like when, uh, I can't remember who threw out the opening pitch, and it went in the dugout. Yeah. Like, that's the direction this horseshoe went. <laughs> It nails, and we've said before we grew up in a small town. Right. Coincidentally, the town doctor left early that day, <laughs> so yeah. it's a half an hour ride to the nearest hospital. Right. Didn't get the pleasure of an ambulance. No. Had to ride ride in the car with my dad hauling ass and my mom crying while holding a handkerchief to my head. I was gonna say, were you bleeding Profu- profusely? <laughs> <laughs> I got stitches and a scar in the back of my head from that. <laughs> and my dad always says that they went to the emergency room and. uh you know they're they're processing everything, and uh, then some ki- guy just stands up and is like, "Is anybody gonna help this kid? He's bleeding to death in the lobby." <laughs> <laughs> and my parents were calm because this, you know, head wounds bleed a lot. That's, right, right. That's the nature of a head wound. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've I was, never heard that before. I was the one that everybody was like, "Oh my God, somebody help!" Like, stop helping the guy that like twisted his ankle and help the kid is <laughs> bleeding out of his head. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So long story short, I don't have a truck. It took me two days to get a rental car. That's a big truck you had too. That was a yeah, dude. Dude hit me at like forty miles per hour. Like wow. I ended up facing, like it spun the truck around, mm-hmm. and I ended up facing back towards my house. And from what you sent me a picture, and from where he hit you, it wasn't like the end of the truck that was easy to spin it around. It no, was he, like towards the middle. Like, it hit me like it. dead center. Yeah, you know, because I I have a Ford F two fifty. Like super, it's a with big a lift ass. kit. It's a big <laughs> dropped in for a lift kit. Sorry. Like, let me rephrase it. Had a Ford F two fifty. You know what the worst part it. about it is? Was that I made two payments on that truck. Oh jeez, I bought it with zero miles. Oh, you can say you just so paid it's it off. all me. No, no, but I I made two payments <laughs> worth every penny because you survived the accident. You're, you're doing <laughs> yeah, okay, right? How about that adrenaline rush though? Because I was in, a, like I said, I was in a similar accident and uh, I refused treatment because the adrenaline was pumping so good mm-hmm. i didn't feel anything yeah and it was days later when yeah when the pain set in yeah i remember hitting the the door mm. you know i remember like it was funny because like i had i remember consciously thinking like i i moved my head to the right because my body hit the the door i remember mm-hmm. thinking like don't let my head hit yeah that's i hit my face on the ceiling of the truck <laughs> oh, that i was shit. in yeah just know that i i, I had enough uh wherewithal not to get my head smashed. There you go. But, um, but well, you know, it's my cat-like reflexes. Yeah, well. That's we, why we, my friends call me whiskers. We have, <laughs> <laughs> we've often talked about your mindfulness in stressful situations. That's why you're good at grappling sports. Yeah, and then I got I got out. I, I know this is better <laughs> cost all. But then I got out, and my first reaction, you know, like, and my foot was stuck underneath the, the uh, brake pedal. Mm. And so I, like, twist my knee and almost follow the truck. Oh, geez. And then I see the guy that hit me. His car is now in a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, so I get out to help the guy, and uh, he, like, gets out of the car and is, like, walking towards me like a zombie. I'm like, are you okay? Hmm. And he's like, he's like, huh? And I'm like, are you okay? I'm like, sit the fuck down, dude. Like, don't. And, but, like, he kept, like, trying to close the distance on me. So I'm, like, backpedaling. <laughs> and I, like, I had to threaten him. <laughs> I attack you for it, like you, like you. I, I think it. It, it was like it was like the way he was walking towards me is like how a baby walks towards you when they first figure out how to walk. You yeah, know, it probably like, concussed. 
Yeah, and it, like, but he and like, I was like, I like screaming and cussing. I'm like, "Are you fucking okay?" And he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm just like, "If you want to stay that way, stay the fuck away from me for at least the next five minutes." <laughs> yeah, right. And then he, jeez. Uh, oh, and then it was really weird because then he borrowed my phone to call his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really weird. So you know, nine out of ten would get t-boned again. Would get t-boned again. <laughs> yeah. So my other takeaway from the accident was. Uh, I'm kind of pissed off that when I knocked the fire hydrant off the off the thing, <laughs> that water wasn't shooting everywhere. I was oh, so disappointed. I thought on that's it. how it happened. Because I even asked the police officer, I'm like, well, okay. I'm like, can I keep the fire hydrant? And they're like, no. And I'm like, all right. Um, I'm like, how come it's not shooting water everywhere like in the movies? I'm like, I'm really kind of disappointed about that. Because there's a valve. There is a valve, yeah. <laughs> they explained that all to me. But... Anyway, 11 minutes in. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so here we go. Better Call Saw, episode 607, titled what, Dave? Plan and Execution. Plan and Execution. Yeah, and I almost texted you before I started watching the episode. I was going to tell you how smart I am. Mm -hmm. I was going to be like, okay, I'm starting to watch the episode. I just saw the episode title. Somebody's going to die. I think it might be Howard. Could be Kim. Oh. That was what I was going to say. Oh, you had Just because the double meaning of execution. What is that, premonition? Something like that. Just reading in too deep mm -hmm. into like every time... Anything with like mind, brain, shoot. Like yeah. I was like, oh, look, they're putting it all in the script, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Looking too deep into things. All right. Well, we opened the teaser. That's what they call it. The teaser. Oh, that's the teaser. That's what they. That's what they officially call it in Better Call Saul. Okay. World. Like that. Open, the before the credits. The yeah. pre credits. They call it the teaser. Okay. So we open up at a truck stop, and uh, Lalo is taking a shower. Uh, Edgar Friendly is going to get some supplies. <laughs> what? Edgar Friendly. Who's that? He's the uh, he's Dennis Leary's character in Demolition Man. He leads the people in the under underground. He's the oh, leader of the underground people. I didn't know that. So my thing that I'm going to do, I was thinking about debating whether or not to explain it. Mm -hmm. um, so all of you that have been telling us what jokes to make this episode, <laughs> uh, go fuck yourselves. I'm not going to do that. And I made up my own subterranean references to make throughout the episode. Nice. Okay. And one of them is Edgar Friendly. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So... <laughs> uh, a lot of people apparently don't also don't realize that you can go buy a shower at a truck stop. Yeah, you just go and tell them I want a shower. Yeah, Dave and I used to work at a truck stop <laughs> and have seen many a gross fucking showers. Many. Yeah, so yes. some of them used to be so gross since we worked the afternoon and sometimes the overnight shift mm -hmm. that um, they would only have like one key on a pipe back yeah. then. Now they're all automated, but they, right. it would be like a key on a pipe. And sometimes I would open a shower and they'd be so disgusting. There'd be like porno mags everywhere and like hair and Vaseline all over that. Like mm. they'd be so wrecked that I just used to take the key with the pipe and throw it into the shower and pull the door <laughs> shut. So it locked. So the general manager in the morning could open it up. I never did that. I didn't do that job as much as you, cause that was a fuel desk job mm -hmm. and I worked the store desk right, mostly. Right. right. So I, a couple of times I had to go wipe down the loads, but yeah. I was a janitor at a truck stop, man. Yeah. I've seen some things. I, I was a substitute janitor. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't see quite as many things. Still not fun. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, he's uh, basically what he's setting up is his surveillance. Right. And he's cleaning up from his surveillance of... Uh, of the night before or whatever. Yeah, Laundry Brilliante. Yes. Which um, we are debating because we always thought that the laundromat was a little more secluded in Breaking Bad. Yeah, it was like in some industrial district way outside yeah. of town. That's what, so maybe it is. Uh, but then you looked up was. a picture and it, it looked like a different place. So I was yeah. like, well, maybe... In Breaking Bad, they just use camera angles, or, or in previously in Better Call Saul, camera angles that was like the backside lot. Yeah. And you couldn't see it? It could be all perspective. Yeah. Because you know they're really good about continuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Attention to detail is really 
Yeah, so. but that was one of my first thoughts too. I'm like, I thought the laundry mat was way the fuck out of the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, my two takeaways from from this scene is that uh, Lala wakes up just before his alarm goes off, which mm-hmm. is something that I do mm-hmm. almost every time. And I, I I change my alarm time. I don't have a set wake up time. Yeah. And I generally wake up about a minute or two before my alarm goes off. Gotcha. And also, this is uh, apparently uh, how Pennywise got started. <laughs> You're right. Because this <laughs> it's the opening scene from It. Yes. When they zoom out, and the eyes are in the sewer. Yeah. yeah. So a reference. Yes. Okay. Nice. If you've seen the movie It, which I kind of have not, you literally there's two glowing eyes in oh. a sewer drain like that, and then he's talking to a kid. Then he pulls the kid into the sewer. Spoiler alert! It's the oh. first scene of a movie that came out seven years ago, or like thirty years prior to that, right? I don't know if it's the same scene in the original It. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We got to see um, Lalo's Lalo's super super hot cum gutters. <laughs> <laughs> And then what they call the small of the back, like in a really crass way. Isn't that like a term for that? Oh, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I think I was writing notes down. I mean, you know, like, I mean, I could have used a little bit more Lalo ass. <laughs> I didn't even notice that they showed like his ass or anything like they, that. They just kind of showed like the small of his back. They like, didn't really show. They, they, they didn't go the full back. crack. Like. Okay, good. You can't go full crack. Right. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. full meth in this show. Right. Right. So did there. Nice. I, yeah, that was clever. I get it. Because drugs. Right. Oh, oh, it's like a drug thing. Yeah, it's a drug thing. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And the opening was the foot massager. Foot massager. Anything different there, Dave? <laughs> yeah, it's a different foot massager this time. I think it's a different color. Oh, <laughs> it must be a newer model. That's right. <laughs> newer model foot massager. Uh, if we weren't so off the rails already, I would I would tell you some other stuff. But you would what? I was listening to Distracted Nerd on the way up here. No. Gotcha. He had this whole thing about how Stanley Kubrick's reputation to, uh, for attention to detail mm-hmm. is so pervasive that when he doesn't pay attention to detail, they just say he did it on purpose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good alibi. It is. It's good. Like, oh, yeah, no. That, he's like, oh, I did, I, I did it to disorient you. That's, that's right, why yeah. I did it, you know. <laughs> All right, so we open at the Walmart. Old Lenny collecting carts. Primart Plus. Primart Plus. Shop, Pri- Shop Prime. Shop Primart. <laughs> yep. Plus. This must be post-COVID. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, then it'd be Primark Plus Max. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Denny's Applebee's Max Plus. Uh, I do like that Lenny is, uh, you know, he's kind of gotten his big break, so he's like preparing right. for. Is... I forget what the name of the play is. Um, Death of a Salesman? Is that what it was? I don't know. No. Maybe Speed the Plow? I don't know. Are, the, are those. Ac- <laughs> Wait, are the, the lines he's reading are actually from a play? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, be, I bet if, if only we had some sort of interconnected worldwide web. Yeah, to look it up. Or maybe yeah. we have like people that like to tell us how to do our jokes and, and give it. <laughs> <laughs> You're so shitty about that. And, <laughs> I'm really not offended by it at all. I actually really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but if anybody wants to smash the like button and uh, subscribe and ring the bell for notifications and tell us what play. Yeah, but uh, Jimmy pulls up. Says got to do a reshoot. Old Lenny is uh, hesitant. You know he doesn't want to lose his job. Well, yeah, he's got a good thing going. You yeah, know, you, you got to. You can't give up your backup plan. Right. Saul tells him to carpy them DMs, homie. That's right. Seize the pants. Carpy those DMs. <laughs> Seize the carp. Seize the carp. That's right. And then he gets in the car. End scene. That's right. <laughs> Although I do like that the uh, the carts that he collected rolls into. A car in the parking lot after they leave. I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. After they after Saul takes off, you see the his row of carts like just kind of glide into a car in the Interesting. parking lot. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I did note that um, much much like how a guy glided his car through my truck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Have we mentioned that? <laughs> we might have briefly touched on it. Yeah, in the briefly open, touched on in it. The, okay. uh, what, the, what was it called? The teaser of the episode. Of our, yeah, oh, our yeah, teaser. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I mentioned that yet, but uh, it's all good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I did make a note that his first line is "afraid of death." I'm not afraid of death, and I was like, "Oh, foreshadowing." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, hiding it in plain sight. That's right. That's what they do in this show. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to the smarmy camera guy, who I'm sure has a name, but I don't know what it is right now. Yeah, it's probably something dickhead, something. Lording, <laughs> lording his superiority over the peons. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, I saw that, and I thought of you. Really? Not not because you do that, but I figured, like, somebody who's, like, in the audiovisual industry okay, has glad- probably dealt with many of people who are, are really pompous over the equipment. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because my takeaway from this, nobody fucking talks like that about their gear. Really? Like people in this industry industry are really into what they do and they're really excited to share knowledge and stuff and okay. they're excited about the equipment. So nobody's like, you know, that ah, condescending okay. and like talks down about it. I that just thought stuff. it'd be something like if somebody's really passionate about it, right? Because like we we know have hung out, played with, and sat with a bunch of musicians, right? Yes. And people are totally like that about some of their instruments. Yeah. So I performers figured be- seem to be like that, but like mm-hmm. in like teachers and like in the school setting, mm-hmm. I have never really encountered anybody that's, that's like that. Oh well, maybe that's what makes him a little bit more smarmy than the average, right? Which is why it's a professor. caricature. Yeah, and there. I'm sure there are people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's also younger, and younger people are more condescending and dickish. Yeah, that's true. I did like the comment "mit out plot." If anybody noticed that, that's actually a term from when you're shooting movies. Uh, if you shoot a scene without sound, mm-hmm. they call it an MOS shot. That means mit out sound. Mm-hmm. And some for some reason, that's like German. Oh, gotcha. Mit out. I don't know how that became the term. Like the industry term, the jargon. Yeah. Like you'll okay. get the notes. It'll actually be MOS. So mit out plot means without a plot. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was a fun little. A little wink and a nod to yeah, those yeah. in the know. Exactly. He gets an extra 500 out of Saul, though. He does. He's quite the negotiator. Man, Saul just keeps getting grifted for more and more money every time somebody has to help him. Well, he's he's uh, stretching his resources pretty thin and asking mm-hmm. a lot of people. I did like he the should. super immature joke, the makeup girl, which I believe is her actual name in the show is Makeup Girl. Yeah. But I, uh, she's dressed like a, like a gaffling from... Gelfling? The, sorry. I've never seen the Dark <sighs> Crystal either, so just go ahead and chalk that up to things I've never seen. I'm just a big fan of like immature jokes that aren't mm-hmm. even that clever, but you know, like it's like, like more like barfling. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so stupid. And then and then uh, Lenny turns around, and yeah, gives the like the smile. Good one, guy. Good one. Yeah, you, you got yeah. it. <laughs> I'm just trying to fit in. Do I? Yeah, I won't lose my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're filming the uh, well, I, actual filming, like photo- photographing. I'll say they weren't even filming. Like this guy thinks this is a big break for some show. They're not even a motion camera. It's a still camera. Right. Yeah weird yeah and it, it couldn't be more obvious like like holding the, <laughs> like a, the fucking envelope and i yeah. did like how he had trouble uh lenny had trouble understanding direction because uh-huh. they were like no turn towards him and he turned the opposite direction right. and then like took two steps in the back like <laughs> this is this is why he's pushing carts at primar plus <laughs> right right oh lenny oh lenny i hope he catches his big break yeah well you know uh his uh you know the right parts just got to find him. That's right. Yeah, exactly. and then uh, Lenny Lenny will win the hearts and minds of the American cinematic audience. There you go, for sure. There you go. And I did notice. I I did have to point out the fake long shot, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't have noticed 
if I hadn't recently seen this broken down in a movie about uh, in the movie Birdman. Okay. How they it's because Birdman is one continuous shot, and then mm-hmm. so every scene break they do something to fake it. Yeah. So now I look for that kind of stuff. So then gotcha. I saw when it passed by Saul's back that there's a slight hitch. Mm-hmm. So it looks like one long shot, but it's not. Gotcha. Just saying, you guys didn't fool us. No. I think that's cool that they made a Harvey Birdman movie. They did. Harvey they did, Birdman, yeah. attorney at law. Exactly. Better call Saul, yes. <laughs> See, it all comes full circle. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do a show about She-Hulk attorney at law, too. <laughs> right. Because that's actually coming out. Wouldn't that have been awesome if Ray Seahorn was casted as She-Hulk? She-Hulk? Not the way she runs. Did you watch this scene in the park? <laughs> I mean, we're big fans of Ray, but I thought she ran less like a girl. Well, yeah. There's no Howard Hamlin. No, no, uh, no. When's the last time you hopped a brick brick wall, Ray? <laughs> if we have her back on, if we ever get to talk to her again, I'm totally going to ask her how come she didn't hop a brick wall. And I hope she's answers with, I'm too busy busting glass ceilings. Ah, uh, yeah. Then, like well, then I guess I just have to shut up because I've, I've been shown. <laughs> there you go. Hoisted by my own petard, which is like my least favorite thing to be hoisted by. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> You can't talk like that. You can't say petard anymore. <laughs> in the dark room, they uh, develop in the pictures. I actually got to be in a dark room once. You young people might not know this, <laughs> but that's actually how they used to develop pictures. It still is. There's still yeah, film. I guess that's true. As my grandma says, film. Film. There's still there's still film out there. Okay. But anyway, as I said, I've actually built a camera. That's what you said. Taking pictures and yeah. then developed them in a dark room. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Like, I don't really have a joke or anything on that. I just legitimately think that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And and so when the cam- the camera guy says can't rush the process, like he's he ain't lying. Like that's one of those things, honestly. Like if I saw it in a newspaper, you know how they just have like general interest stuff at like the junior college or mm-hmm. like it'll be like build your own model airplane and then race it. Mm-hmm. Like if I saw something that said build your own camera, then develop the film. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know what? I'd pay a hundred bucks to go do that for an afternoon. That seems... I'd also go to build my own model airplane and race it. Right? Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, okay, I dig stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm trying to get a group to go slot car racing still. Mm-hmm. And and they laced. <laughs> you were trying so hard to figure out the word laced. <laughs> yeah, I know. They... I was like, the thing they do when they put a substance on the thing. Mm-hmm. What do you call that? <laughs> I was like painting. <laughs> no nope. <Like> coating. <laughs> coating. There you go. That's another coating. Good word for yeah. It. So yeah, they laced the photos. And then deliver it to the PI with the unnecessary, like, thumbs up. Yeah, they, giving the audience enough time to put two and two together that it's the same guy. Well, you know what? Up I, until that, like, I, I just I just uh, accepted that there was two PIs. <laughs> like, <laughs> for some reason, I didn't put together until, like, that moment that that was the same guy. Oh, no, I didn't put together until uh, after that moment. I didn't put it together until he was giving the pictures to Howard. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I put it together because, you know. Don't always pay close attention. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I did notice the super awkward thumbs up. Yeah, that that seemed a little out of place for sure. Yeah, they do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're back at HHM with the intern. Howard's getting all set up. I like how he moved the chair specifically so he could, you know, bring Irene in mm-hmm. later. He oh, preparing. see, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he moved he moved the chair and he set it near the window so he had an open chair spot. Oh, jeez. Because then in a few moments, then he has Irene sit in the wheelchair to gain sympathy mm-hmm. when she brings her, when Howard brings Irene into the right. the room. I also like when they were all meeting and they had to shake hands over the absurdly wide table. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the Putin table? Is that mm-hmm. Yeah. Called? Yeah. <laughs> you ever see Putin's table? Yeah, it's like super long, it's, so people yeah. stay away from him and shit. It's, it's such a power move. And then he drops, <laughs> he, he, uh, uh, the intern, yeah, like you said, drops the Schweppes mm-hmm. ginger ale. Mm, love that Schweppes. Yep. Schweppes it on the floor. Yeah, you know, so like I started counting. So this is the route I was going to go with that. I was like, it, to me, it looked like a lot more fell off than what they showed hitting the floor. Yeah. But then I got distracted because when I rewanted it to count, mm-hmm. it, you could very much tell that the, the cans towards the back of the box were glued to the bottom of the box. Yeah. Because <laughs> they didn't even like clang or move. Mm-hmm. And even though it's like only on screen for half a second. Mm-hmm. Like my eyes instantly went to that. It's like I did. I did kind like, of. Why, why did those it? other ones even just like tip over right. into the box? You know, but no, they were all like rigid as fuck, except for like the probably six, seven, eight that fell over. Well, I guess old. Uh, what was his name? Chuck, Kurt, Kurt Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. Who? <laughs> the intern. <laughs> oh, Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. About as good of an actor as he is an intern. Oh man, harsh. Come I'm on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to tell him you said that. No, I'm going to cut this out of the episode. Okay, fair enough. So, so I what guess, you need to do is so right I, there, you got to say, like, like just pick it up at... I have a different joke. Ready? Okay. And that's where I'll pick it up is when I go, I have a different joke. Ready? Okay. So Carrie... No, you got you to gotta put it in there like, I'm going to cut that out of the episode. I have a different joke. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll cut that out. But here's a different Or you got to put a beep in front of it so it doesn't have, sound like an awkward cut. Just like, beep. Okay. But like, I'm going to cut that out of the episode. All right, I'll cut that out, but here's a different joke. All right. That um, he says, I hope, you know, someone says, you know, greatest legal mind about mm-hmm. me, but he doesn't even know that the guy who's right, yeah. on the building <laughs> is the guy in the picture. Right. <laughs> like, when I, I've been to professional internships, I kind of knew who the bosses were. Right, right. I kind of knew the history of the place I was going to. Mm-hmm. Right. And I didn't even get, I didn't even kept on after my internship. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently that, that does work. Mm-hmm. Like you, oh, you, the spinning of the can. Yeah. That's slow. I mean, are you really creating any centrifugal force at that speed, or is that just a, a, a movie thing where no, the concept I, 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 is real? I don't think he was given that as the actual explanation. It's because he he it was kind of like an admission that he didn't know how it worked because mm-hmm. he was like, I don't know, some because like the way I took it, and this obviously isn't verbatim, but I took it as if he might as well have just been like, I don't know, centrifugal force or something. You know, well, like I get trying, that, but I'm saying when he actually spun it, can you really spin it that slow? I would have figured you had to spin it faster. Supposedly. Suppose, suppose, so you just kind of not supposedly, 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 yes, supposedly. Did you learn that at the library? Yes. Okay. When I was drinking my milk, <laughs> Did you pull up your filament <laughs> with my filament. Do a whole podcast about all the words my grandmother says wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Irene was bragging about her chunky leaks. <laughs> oh, chunky leaks. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man, would you say that was your new rap name? Mm-hmm. When I said something about Irene got my I was leaks. trying to work like a depends diaper joke in there too. Uh, with the oh, leaks! leaks. Yeah, got chunky leaks. leaks. Diaper, it's like, I was I was yeah, going elderly people. I was going oh. political and saying she got more leaks than the Supreme Court. Oh man, timely shit. That's right, <laughs> timely, <laughs> timely. <laughs> All right, so then the meeting the oh, meeting starts. Go I, ahead. I, I had to say that Hamlin explains mediation like Irene's five. But then she starts acting like a five. There's so many people. This is so amazing. This is yeah. He kind of started mansplaining yeah, to her. That's right. And uh, ladies, mansplaining is when a guy like unnecessarily explains a, cons- a simple concept. <laughs> just so you know, just, I, just so you know, ladies. As a man, I see what you did there. Right. That's right. <laughs> uh, I do like uh, when the meeting starts. Um, 
I think I mentioned that where they're all shaking hands over the absurdly mm-hmm. wide table. Right. And that and then, you know, eventually the Lenny impersonator comes in and Howard's on to him. <laughs> I don't for some reason I'm like I'm thinking Lenny from The Simpsons. Oh. Because we talk about The Simpsons a lot. Yeah, yeah. So then I'm like, Lenny impersonator. But yeah, now I see what you did. There. Right, yeah, Lenny from yeah, the, the, impersonating the, the prime, actor. That's primary impersonating the actor. You have to call back, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, see what Brian said there, ladies. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, oh, yeah. So but, sit down, ladies. This is going to be tough to understand. No. <laughs> <laughs> My takeaway from that scene is that... Uh, God damn it, you don't have to lean into a speakerphone when you're talking into a speakerphone. <laughs> I, it's the worst. It's almost as bad as when, when you're having a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. on your speakerphone. Like, mm-hmm. say me and you're sitting here and I'm having a conversation on my speakerphone. I'm holding it yay far, mm-hmm. not near my face. Right. And I say, Brian, say something. And then you know, just stick your grill right up to my phone. <laughs> like, you didn't just watch me having a decent conversation from a distance, but then you feel like you have to deep throat my phone. Right, right. It'll pick you up. You can yes. back off a little bit. Okay. Okay. Words to live by there. So how, Howard's pissed. Yeah, probably because of the incredulous. Super, you pro- might say probably because of the super confusing subtitles. Yeah. Which also we noted how it was having subtitles. So if they're subtitling things in the background that you can't even hear, how confusing is it to somebody that needs the subtitles to see three different conversations going on and not know right, which right. is related to the plot? Yeah. And so if you if you um. Just to clarify what Dave's talking about a little bit, like I always have to watch stuff with subtitles on because mm-hmm. I'm because you're deaf. Yeah, because I'm like hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. What exactly? Say. So, like I have to watch a lot of TV shows and movies with subtitles mm-hmm. on, to, and, and like at restaurants, my wife has to order for me because I can't. I can't. That's hear. That's why. You're so good at visual stuff because you're overcompensating for your senses. Because when you lose your one sense, your other senses get heightened. Maybe. See, ladies, what you might not understand is that right. there's a theory that <laughs> when you lose one sense, the rest of your senses overcompensate to make up for it. Right. So people have senses, right? right. <laughs> and but, it's not just when they collect the population count every ten years. Right. right. So, like, if if you're watching it without subtitles, there's mm-hmm. a background conversation that just kind of falls into the background noise. Right. But AMC went out of their way to close caption the background conversation. <laughs> they always do. So it was funny because the the people who were in the shot had their subtitles going at the same time as on the right. left hand of the screen. It was the background <laughs> conversation in the background of the phone call. Which is slightly with, italicized, but not quite enough to really <laughs> right. tell the difference either. Right. But it, it's kind of cool because you can see how much thought and detail they put into little. Exactly. Because they were discussing past case and really kind of like building the world uh-huh. around it and such right but it, it was literally like reading two paragraphs at the same time yeah. like two different stories at the same time exactly yeah exactly and and also as somebody who has excellent hearing mm-hmm. i do have excellent hearing uh i can't even hear what they were saying yeah i would need the subtitles to right. know there was a conversation because mm-hmm. it's mixed so low so i i really like that they did that I yeah thought, no, i thought that was kind of neat and, oh uh he wrrote that he went to uh someplace to the flying star on some street but i i i I don't know why I wrote he should have went to the Flying Star on Ashland, so I must have in my head, like, had a joke going in my head where he was like, cause it's like, oh, I went to the Starbucks on Main Street. It's like, no, go to the Starbucks on, like, Douglas Street is better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, so, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So anyway, Howard tanks the whole thing. The pictures, mm-hmm. the pictures were jacked up. I like that the unnamed guy who collected all the equipment had a fake mustache on and yeah. was being it, handed back a frisbee. Well, it was to to the illusion part of the gaslighting. Yeah, that they're doing that it was at least a man with a mustache. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like maybe I did see a man with a mustache. Yeah, although I'm pretty sure that the Lenny impersonator had a full head of hair. Mm-hmm. And the camera guy looked had much shorter hair and a headband. Yeah. So my couple, uh, my takeaways from that is uh, awesomely acted. Yes. I like how they did that. Yes. What I didn't like about the scene was when they had to, uh, where Aaron Burrell was like, Howard, your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like, they could have just, like, left it without that line in there. I don't feel the same. To me, to me, I, that didn't bother me to me I felt like that was the same as the guy giving the awkward thumbs up. Not to me. Uh, we're kind of flipping roles on this because I didn't feel that way because I felt they had to draw your attention to his eyes because mm-hmm. they don't want to linger on that shot long enough for you to pick it up, and it's a very small thing to see on the screen. I guess I, I guess it was just po- like yeah. overkill, like just pointing out, right? Especially yeah, since they made a big deal about it the previous episode. You should be looking at his eyes because yeah. they already did the thing. Yeah, I yeah. get that. So, but awesomely acted. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be just like start sweating and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and and starts getting all hyped up. It's pretty awesome. Um, so after he tanks the meeting and everybody recesses and the arbitrator leaves and that, and Schweiker is talking to mediator. He's sorry, a mediator. Uh, Schweiker. See, is, Brian. Here's the thing: is that when you have a when you have a <laughs> I don't mediation. need you to Dave explain me. Okay, <laughs> okay quit Dave explaining. Dave explaining is when you already know what the hell I'm yeah. about to say, but I go ahead and say. And it you need anyway. to stop Dave spreading all over my couch. <laughs> <laughs> like I can make this stain any worse. <laughs> right, isn't that gross? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I have two kids. They destroy everything. Oh, it's a good thing my mouse is sitting right on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I notice is uh Schweikert is apparently four foot five. Yeah, he's my tiny Cliff Main is like seven foot four. Yeah. <laughs> when they were standing in the hallway, I was like, holy shit, Cliff Main comes up to like <laughs> Yeah, Ed Begley Jr. is a tall dude. I think I think Pedro Fabi is about six foot. Mm-hmm. And then Egg Begley Jr. Stands over him, yeah. And Schweiker, whose name, real name, I escapes me, yeah, is a is a tiny man, yeah, yeah. That weekend at Bernie's looking <laughs> lawyer guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. My only observations there is that Cliff that, that Schweiker's tiny and Maine's tall. Mm-hmm. That's what I got out of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They should maybe start a, a a a comedy lawyer show about about the odd couple that those. Two maybe were. it could be the sequel to Twins. Yeah, like where they're at now. Yeah. Right? Because that was like a tall guy and a short guy. I was trying to think of a, a clever name for it. I like twins, but lawyers, partners. Ooh. Boom. Good one. Steak, dinner, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steak, dinner, boom. Uh, smash cut to the making of the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's almost verbatim what I wrote. Although I, I did, I before it even got to the end of the episode, I did put a star and say that Jim and Kim were making out Mm-hmm. At the destruction, oh yeah, which lends itself to the final scene by a mm-hmm. long shot. Yeah, they were making out on a chair, the bone thrown, as I like to call it, <laughs> <laughs> getting all turned on by legalese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to delay this mediation. Love oh. <laughs> when he talked dirty to me. Oh yeah, oh. it's a fluid situation, and we'll reconvene <laughs> after recess. Oh baby, <laughs> <laughs> it's called romance, Dave. But I'm handing in my verdict now. <laughs> Case dismissed. <laughs> <sighs> the better. And then as they're cuddling, the as they're, they're cuddling, you know, the guy would be like, oh, I think it's time for a recess. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, but wait, 
We have to get the port court of appeals first. <laughs> it's time for a retrial. <laughs> this, <laughs> this hung jury's been sequestered too long. <sighs> We're mature. <laughs> We're so mature. All right, so anyway, so, smash cut to the making of the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing that Lalo had to give all that exposition on a camera for whatever reason. <laughs> like, like, it was like very real world. Yeah, exactly. Real world sewers of Albuquerque. Yeah, <laughs> sewers of Albuquerque. Uh, I did notice the, uh, I was going to make some shitty comments about how the uh, the audio production, as well as it is in this show. Mm-hmm. I, I think you would hear more room echo on camera and on the phone than mm-hmm. shows when he's in the sewer. Yeah. Because I can't even talk on the phone while I'm taking a shit without people knowing I'm in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be funnier. Because mm. the room echoes. We'll have to workshop that one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, here's a better joke. <laughs> you know what I know? You know what I'm pretty sure? What? And I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think that they used the tanker set for the sewer set. Huh. I feel like they did. think so? Yeah. And I feel like... I don't think that was a real sewer, but I feel I feel like something about like the the manhole like on the top when they were running through mm-hmm. looked like when they did like a long shot down the tanker. Really? Yeah. And then I also noticed because they cut to like three different angles where it looked like he was going down the hallway, but really I think it was just the same thing hmm. that they just turned the camera to the other end. Interesting. Like so, he was like the same set piece like huh. three different times to make it look like he was running through the sewer. Maybe they did. I also, mean... he's really fantastic at navigating underground with no like equipment or compass or anything, knowing hmm. where exactly that storm drain was. Like walking they, in the sewer, they follow the streets, don't they? I don't think they do. Hmm. Well, I don't know. You know a lot more about manholes than I do. Oh yeah, I'm an expert. <laughs> <laughs> I am an expert. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, so, so suspension of disbelief, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not complaining. I'm I'm just saying I think it's neat. Just like how the uh, phones and cameras in this universe don't pick up room echo. Yeah, just saying. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> workshopping. Workshopping it. We're, we're we'll, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Uh. I, I right like is is it me or what, did that seem out? I I don't know. I maybe I'm being a bitch, but like I feel like that was kind of out of place. Like well, the the exposition. Like why the camcorder? I mean, I know he needs proof. Oh, because uh, he's gonna die later, and somebody's gonna have to find this lost tape. Oh, okay. I like it. That just sprung into my head, but that's the only thing that makes sense right now. Right, because you can't. What is it? Something gun? You can't introduce something without it coming oh, into play later. Chekhov's gun. Yeah. yeah, Chekhov's gun. Okay. So maybe that is it. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Maybe it says it on the Insider Podcast. I haven't listened to it yet because I always try to listen to the Insider Podcast after we record our podcast. I've never listened to the Insider Podcast. Oh, Maybe yeah. I, I, I I always listen to it after we record ours. Ah. And sometimes I'm like, wow, me and Dave were actually correct on that one. And then really? other times I'm like, oh, fuck, we were way the fuck <laughs> I should listen. I don't know why I've never listened to the Insider Podcast. Yeah. Maybe I should. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. They uh, they have. Oh, I'm sure it's great. I mean, it's the insiders, right? It's like you know. I mean, we're like the outsider. Maybe <laughs> like whoever, like whatever star was in that episode and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. I mean, it gives really good insight. But I'm gonna have to listen to it. And, uh, and so, see. long story short, listen to our episode first, then listen to the insider podcast. Yeah, so we can though, look even worse than we do typically. Even that's why we do it first, right? <laughs> or that's why you gotta listen to ours first, mm-hmm. and then yes. So yeah. Anyway, the exposition, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he calls Hector to talk to him, and, he, and then it took me on the second 
called to figure out that that noise was the phone was tapped. That that had to be pointed out to me by the person I originally watched the episode with. Really? Because, you know, but I mean, like, again, kudos how they tapped the phone of of the nursing home. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, because then he calls back and gives them like a false plan. Right, or as the hot button of the, the hot phrase of the day, misinformation, if you will. That's right. He Joe Rogan's him. Ah, yes, as you were. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't notice. I noticed the, the the phone clicking was pointed out to me. I watched this episode originally with Bill, mm-hmm. and who we've mentioned before, who's never been on our show, but maybe. Right. But uh, because I didn't notice Howard doing the finger thing after he touched the photos. I wanted to mention that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. It took me, like, the second or third watch to realize that he did notice something on his hands. Right. Which is how he puts it all together. He glossed over the whole fact that this whole way, he knows he's being gaslit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so then Bill was like, oh, I heard that click. It must have tapped the phone. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't even notice It that. took me a second time watching yeah. it before I picked up on that. And then, and then it took me, like, I believe the second time also when he sees the cockroach. That he's like, oh, that was my Saul. third watch of that, and I didn't notice it. Yeah, because he saw the cockroach, and that's mm-hmm. when he's like, oh, Saul. Oh, so you're saying the cockroach is what triggered him to? Oh, right. When he, when he called back and told him that that Plan A, mm-hmm. and insinuated that it was taken out, Gus. Mm-hmm. That's why the security team, the B team, went in, and then Mike and his cronies got in the black van, like the Secret Service or some shit, mm-hmm. and we're headed to Gus's house, right? And because then they explain when they're in the basketball. Mm-hmm. When when uh, court yeah when they're in the <laughs> uh, court get it lawyers uh, in the yeah, court so yeah. like a, like a law show law show mm-hmm. <laughs> and anyway but he explains he he took um all the people off the uh, low level targets yeah I, remember I, he uh, Mike explained to Kim specifically that, noticed that low priority targets yeah low priority targets and then he said that their ad- their address was the long shot. Mm-hmm. But if anybody saw the Kentucky Derby this year, sometimes a long shot comes in. Long shot comes in. Yep. Did you, did you know that it was the the longest odds won the Kentucky Derby this year? Yeah, yeah. That was the reference I made. That was the reference I made. See, I was making sports gambling. Oh, reference. gotcha. Okay. For all you ladies out there that don't understand <laughs> it, uh, named Brian, right? Host of It's All Good, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what that was. The I know was nothing in. about sports. Right, but the longest shot came in. Yeah, and then earlier in the season, they said that their Jimmy and Kim was a long shot. Oh, look using at that. that word. Nice. So I said, ah, if you watch the Kentucky Derby, the mm-hmm. long shot came in. Gotcha. Nice. I like it. That's uh, good stuff, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the kind of stuff you get from the Outsider Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's the thing. <laughs> what always cracks me up about our show, because like literally, <laughs> so, even though it's sixth season, but this is like eight eight years we've been doing it now. Yeah. I always love it every once in a while when people are like, these guys don't get like insightful or deep. Like, dude, every fucking podcast is up their own ass trying to be insightful. Exactly. Or deep. It, we are too, about, but I just choose stupid shit to do it about. Right. <laughs> like, because in all honesty, I'm, I'm more, uh, I do get more interested in the minutia and weird yeah. things of the episode right. uh, than I would ever give a fuck about like somebody's third cousin who made a one scene appearance in episode <laughs> 403 of Breaking Bad when they were at like 7-Eleven right. getting a and slurpee. Besides, you know? if we get everything right, then there's no reason for people to twit- tweet us about how we got shit wrong. Right, exactly. Like, you know. Because not only that, like everybody knows the major fucking plot points because except they're, for they're us. on the show. Except for us. <laughs> 
<laughs> this show is half me being an idiot and half wanting you to explain shit to me that I missed. <laughs> so yeah. smash the like button. Yeah. Subscribe below. Ring that bell. <laughs> Leave your answer in the comments. And I'm pointing down like every video podcast yeah. does. Leave your answer below here in the comments. And we got to have some sort of stupid like thumbnail picture right. of us that'll be like, with a shocked face. Yeah, but it's got to say something. Yeah, like the dark truth about Better Call Saul 607 yeah. and then have an arrow pointing to nothing. Yeah. And then like we got to sit there and look look like somebody like just branded our asshole. When did that become a thing with the, where the thumbnail is like somebody with the shocked face? I don't know. They're, to the Half the thing is that and then there's a th- something not related that is like things you need to know about. You know. I noticed that the new big thing too is like big obnoxious headlines on the on the thumbnail that have nothing to do with like whatever they're supposedly nothing discussing. Nothing to do with it. Yeah. Like, we call this episode, like, seven things you need to know about Better Call Saul, and then it's 30 things that are irrelevant. Right, exactly. (laughs) Number eight will leave you in disbelief. (laughs) Yeah, so dumb. And that's when I had to leave. Yeah. Those things, too, where it's like this half a story, you wouldn't believe what happens next. Yeah. It's probably exactly what I expect, or else you would have told us. Right. Fucking assholes. (laughs) Fucking assholes. everything, and I still click on the clickbait sometimes. Because sometimes I want to know what 37 things the dark secrets of Top Gun are all about. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Even though I I know 36 of them, but it's the one that (laughs) I didn't know before. the one you don't know that gets you, yeah. (laughs) But number 17 didn't exactly surprise me. Yeah. Hook, line, and sinker. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh. Fuck you, too. Just like... (laughs) Okay, so anyway. (laughs) Where the hell were we? Well... Low priority targets. Yeah, low priority targets. Yes. So, so basically, Mike goes to protect Gus, but that is mm-hmm. not what he should be doing. No, it's not what he should be doing. Right, because then we cut to Jimmy the apartment, and- right? We're at the yeah. apartment now. Yeah, we're at JK's, LOL. Yeah, so uh, candle flicker thing, super cool. Yeah, it, it, it took me the third watch to realize what the cl- candle flicker thing was all about, because mm-hmm. it flickers when people enter the room. Mm-hmm. And they were waiting. Um, they were waiting for Howard to show up. Yeah, they think they knew. Yeah. Yeah. Still played dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So I. What a bitch. <laughs> poor Howard. Poor Howard. <laughs> Seriously. Right. Remember, he was like a smarmy asshole at the beginning. And then, like, all throughout, like, as the show goes on, it just turns out he's actually just kind of a regular guy. And yeah. everybody around him are smarmy assholes. Right. Exactly. So they play that great. Because everybody, especially at the beginning, wanted Saul to be like this big, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like this big, uh, funny. Mm hmm. You know, goofy guy that just kind of falls into the events of Breaking Bad, but mm-hmm. but like you know, so he was kind of portrayed as like, you know, kind of the happy, you know, the the rascally scamp, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody else was an asshole. But like, they really changed it to like Howard Hamlin's probably the only good person in this show. Right. Well, that's <laughs> like the thing. it's a little bit smug, but like I, I have, and I like how they address he addressed all that. Too. Yes, I have a whole I have a rant. Okay, that I could go on. Maybe not now. We talked about the scene. I can kind of wrap up with it or something. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot of thoughts about what happened. Yeah. And what's going on with all this stuff. Okay. But do you want to go through the scene first? Or you want me to go off on a little tangent here? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Okay. You want to sit there and look at me while you tap your <laughs> pencil? Is that what you- <laughs> okay. So the whole thing is is that we've been talking about, like, this season, we've wrapped up a lot of sets, episodes and said, like, not much has happened, right? But it's setting up for something. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I've been saying, I, I don't know if this is genius or manipulative or both, mm-hmm. but all they were doing this whole season was making us like Howard. Yeah. And they're setting Howard up to be like the good guy in a sympathetic character. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's, that's all they're doing all season and pretty much the whole show. Yeah. And they're just making us like him and then they take him out. Mm-hmm. 
But, and I realized this on the third watch, is that the irony of that last scene is Howard spends the entire time talking about how it's undeserved, he's going to be okay, he saw through the gaslighting, it was such an elaborate plan, it took all this work and all this sacrifice on their parts, they gave up half their lives to take him down a peg or two, and he's going to be okay from it, and then Lalo shows, shows up and just shoots him in 30 seconds. <laughs> right. That is why this scene gets me so much, and why it got to me so much, is because, yeah, they did all that, and he's mm-hmm. going to be okay, and then, nope, here comes some random guy that doesn't know who he is, doesn't give a shit, and just puts a cap in his head. Yeah, so... Um, Fucking genius. Yeah, it's very well done, and I, I love that um, that Howard got a chance to like kind of throw it in there, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, maybe he's had a little bit easier time in life than they have for whatever reason, but mm-hmm. like, he he's not without his trials and tribulation, right? Exactly. You know, like marriage is falling apart, which they were like, "Oh shit," you know what I mean? And they and they did a really good job of like portraying like Kim and Jimmy as like kind of maybe having a little bit of second thoughts like mm-hmm. like you know they 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 basically dehumanized them so it didn't right. bug them when they were right. basically trashing his life and throwing molten balls through his car and shit exactly you know and then like you know he he rehumanized himself to them which is his whole point of being there he wasn't there to be vengeful he was there to prove the point like why did you do all this you crazy fuckers and, <laughs> and to get some last digs in about how like i'm gonna be okay but you're not right yeah and they're not and we know that kim's not around and, and jimmy is up as gene in a cinnabon you know? <laughs> right. his life doesn't end up great right unless this and they, and they really flesh a lot of stuff out like the depression thing mm-hmm yeah, you know, because like you look at Howard Hamlin has everything handed to him, highly right. successful. Like, why would that guy have depression? Exactly. You know what I mean? You never know. Marriage problems. Everybody's problems are real to them. Right. So you never judge yourself by other Dave Soapbox moment. Never judge yourself by other comparing yourself to other people because everybody's problems are real to them. Exactly. Exactly, Dave. That's very astute. What I always tell people yeah. at work, because like, you know, by nature of my job I deal with some very difficult people. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always tell people, I go, look, like, obviously, that person is a, is way out of line mm-hmm. and being a complete asshole. I'm like, but at the same point, like, I always use the phrase, I'm always, you know, maybe life just didn't go for them the way that they thought it was going to go. Right. You know, and some people harbor, like me, I'm, I'm usually pretty good at, like, stuff rolling off my back. But mm-hmm. I, I understand not a lot of people can do that. You right. Know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. You know, that's why people get mad about, like, being disrespected. Personally, I don't give a fuck if somebody respects me because mm-hmm. I can just, like, you know, somebody could come in here and say the worst stuff to me, and I'd just be like, ha, cool. And then i well, <laughs> just yeah, go, because going on my day. But other people, yeah. they would just harbor it, and it would just, like. Well, that's one thing that you and I have in common is respect goes both ways. Yeah. So I don't, I'll feel bad if you disrespect me because I respect you. Yeah. If you respect the person, then that's mutual. But if if you don't respect me, then like, okay, yeah, like, like what is my like? You're gonna think about me all day. I'm just gonna go like play video games, or, <laughs> yeah, I or make the- sexist jokes on my podcast. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ladies, sexism is when like somebody feels that their gender is superior to the other. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But um, yeah. So anyway, uh, very well done. Um, mm-hmm. Amazingly well done. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I feel manipulated, man, because I did. I I felt things. Yeah. I really felt things in that scene. So I, I knew Hamlin was going to die the minute he entered the door. Look, I, I, because I, because I, I always do this thing too. It's like, even if it's something I want to go to, mm-hmm. you know, like say I go to a concert, like I love, they might be giants mm-hmm. and I'll go to a, they might be giants concert. And mm-hmm. as soon as they might be giants starts the first note of the first song, mm-hmm. I'm already like, 
Oh, man, this is probably like an hour set. Like, so we got like 59 minutes to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even if I'm like super excited yeah. for something, I'm like, all right. I'll do it when I play video games. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be like, you know, because video games nowadays could take upwards of like, say, like 20 hours or something oh, like that. that. Yes. And I'll be like, God damn, I got to be like really close to the end of this video game. You know, mm-hmm. and then I'll look it up, not to figure out how to beat the level, but I'll be like, how all much right, time is left? Right. So I'm at this boss. How many more bosses <laughs> to the end of the game? Like, oh, okay. Like one, you know, one mini boss and one boss. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm there. You know what I mean? Right. And so, like, I was doing the same. I do the same thing when I watch the episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but I always move the mouse. And it's mm-hmm. because I'm looking at the fucking time. That's and how I, I knew that it took three minutes and three yeah. 33 seconds for that one scene because mm-hmm. I'm always looking at the time. Right. And even though I'm totally enthralled and bought into it. Which is six minutes and 67 seconds when you account for inflation. But go if, ahead. if you will, yeah. Yeah. A sign of our times. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the Ukraine war did all that. <laughs> but, yeah. but, um, but like doing the same here, like I'm looking at, and there's only like four minutes left in the episode or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Hamlin walks in. I was like, "Oh, he dies." So yeah, but I didn't know how. I thought, I thought, uh, yeah. I thought. So in my head, I, my bets were like, because uh, they kept showing, you know, they always show Ray hanging over the balcony mm-hmm. or like looking out on the balcony. Yeah. Which now that I think about it, like, remember she was like looking off the the uh, car car thing in one episode. She was mm-hmm. like looking off the like the elevated parking deck. Yeah. Like. I suspect that she has called to the void, and that might be how she uh, meets her demise as hmm. she answers the call to the void. So, ladies, the call of the void. Right. <laughs> it's the call of the void, for one. Call of the void. And it's what, yeah, it's that feeling you get when you're, say, you're driving, and you're like, what happens if I yank the wheel to the left? Or if you're walking along a canyon, you're like, what happens if I just jump into the canyon? They call that the call of the void. Yeah. I think we've actually explained this in other episodes. Yeah. But I'm, 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 I don't know. I feel like this is how it's going to go. But I thought it'd be, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be some sort of accident, and what mm. what emboldened me on that? I thought like him and Jimmy were going to have like round two, oh, and he yeah. was accidentally because he did say, "What if Max Schmeling comes in here swinging?" Right, and then not only that, if you notice when Howard uh, goes and he he pours the drinks and they they decline, mm. when he's like kind of pressing them, like you know what the fuck is your deal? Mm-hmm. When he walks past Saul, he kind of bows Saul kind of bows up at him and like oh. sticks his chin out, like like he like that. he's standing his ground, but like Howard just walks right by him, not yeah. even taking him serious. So I thought it was going to devolve into something like, um, mm. like they get into like a fight and like Howard accidentally gets killed somehow. Hits his head on the table or something, or yeah, yeah. And then and then obviously that did not happen. <laughs> no, that did not happen. And I thought because like I said, I knew somebody was going to get killed. I fight that instinct to check the time. I constantly because mm-hmm. I don't want to know if it's the last scene. Yeah, I don't want to know if it's coming to an end. So and I have the urge to do it, and I'll stop myself. So then once, when I saw, it wasn't even the candle, I missed that the first round, but it was the shadow over the shoulder, mm-hmm. I knew that was Lalo, and then I was like, oh shit, it's Howard or Kim. Yeah. I don't know if it's Howard or Kim, and then I'm like, okay, when he pulls the gun out, for one, I'm going, okay, it's going to be Howard, and I'm like, go, run, run, go, go, Howard, get the fuck out, I'm doing the thing, mm-hmm. you know, yelling at the screen, yeah. get the fuck out of there, and I'm like, well, grab the gun, do, do something, stand See, that's there. how I thought, then, then when it came to that point, I thought that's how it was going to go <laughs> down was... Like he tries to grab the gun. Yeah, yeah. No, because he seemed because he seems like the kind of character that would have went for that. Yeah, seems like it. But instead, but he's, he's he was drunk and and he's in. You know, to go with what's convenient for the plot is that he's drunk and he's shocked and he doesn't understand the situation. Right. He doesn't know this guy is a ruthless. Yeah. You know, he doesn't know nobody. Right. <laughs> nobody. That's the name of the Bob Odenkirk movie. Oh. 
That's also wonder if they did that on purpose. That's also how Lalo introduced himself when Me? he walked into the apartment. I'm nobody. Then Bob Odenkirk should have been like, motherfucker, I'm nobody. Did you see the movie? Be like, bitch. Which we didn't. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Maybe we should review that movie too. Mm-hmm. Well, break. you still got to write a song. I have many songs to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to review Rescue Rangers. Yeah. I did watch Rescue Rangers, by the way. Uh, I will have to watch it soon then so we can do that. I was pleasantly surprised. You're going to make me lie, lie to my girlfriend because I said this is our last podcast for a while, but oh. I think we're going to have to do some more episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to write the song, and then we should try and get Tony Dalton, Patrick Fabian, and uh, whoever else we can on to talk with us. Yeah, we'll do our best. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Howard gets capped. Not not the way I saw it going. No, um, not at all. But, uh, but God damn it, Lalo, I hate you. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Great way to end it, though. Great way to... Yeah, that's a that was a solid. I, I it's basically a season break. It's two months, mm-hmm. mid July. I think the next half's coming out. It's basically another season. So yeah, that was a great way to like be like, hey, you know, you might want to watch the rest of the episodes. Yeah, buttholes. All right, so <sighs> I guess there really isn't much more to say. Right, yeah, great episode. Great episode. There, one of my friends sent me something today though. Interview with Tony Dalton, right? Mm-hmm. And it talks about him. Was it fun for him to play a somewhat romantic, flirty scene with Marguerite? And then he says something Margareta. about Margareta. Sorry, Margareta. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he says it was fun. And for him, it was a little weird because you'd never seen that side of him, but turning on the charm towards the ladies. Mm. But like, I felt like he's always kind of played that, like, like charming because he's that's he's a psychopath. Yeah, he doesn't, you know, care about feelings. He's always been like charming in this instance and ruthless in the next, and he's been switching that off and on the whole seat, the whole show. Yeah, I thought so. I didn't yeah. think that was particularly special because mm-hmm. I feel like he's been killing it. Yeah, <laughs> pun intended. Right. This whole this whole show. I would love to see, I, and we've talked about this several Lalo times. I would off. love to see them do like a funny modernized version of like the 1960s Batman. With him as the Joker, complete with painted over mustache. He does and have then that. some maybe like Chris Pratt or somebody like that, like be mm. like the nineteen sixties Batman. Adam you know, Scott, maybe. Like just overacting, but like I, I just think that'd be awesome. I think it'd be I think Adam Scott would be a good That'd be like choice. that's totally like a good Netflix pitch. What is what does Bill always say? Like I would Adam call it Scott Bat- is the Michael Sarah of Paul Rudd's. Nice. <laughs> I would call it like Batman 66 2020. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? But they, they'd have to play it up like very Shakespearean, like the Batman 66. Yeah. You know, but like have a lot of the same things like like Tony Dalton, like all, you know, mm. jokered up, but even with his mustache. Who's visible. the boy wonder? Richard Schweikert? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. he's tiny. Yeah, because he's tiny. Get it? He's tiny. Yeah, he's a small guy. Or Bob. So, Bob anyway, Odenkirk, because so, then he could be Bobbin, Batman and Bobbin. Nice. I like that. Terrible. Terrible. I like joke. It. Love it. Great <laughs> pun. But um uh so obviously Better Call Saul's on on break till mid July, so it's like eight weeks or something like that. So mm-hmm. our plans, we gotta review Rescue Chippendale's Rescue Ranger. Yes. Uh we just got advanced screeners for Ray Seahorn's uh side project. Yes, we did. Which is kind of cool. That actually prefer that actually premieres May thirtieth. Unlike this show where we only got the screener of the first two episodes and then had to watch it with the rest of the peons. <laughs> right. Uh, you owe everybody a song. I owe everybody a song. And we need to have a big listener correspondence special. Yes. So we're going to try to do all that. Because you guys have been awesome about participating. Yeah. Um, 
anyway, good episode. Yeah, good. Good episode. first half of the season. Great episode. Great and, job. And and Fabian's chance to go out with that scene like that was very obviously specifically. He written, actually emailed me specifically written for him to just. I, I keep saying go out with a bang. Mm-hmm. Um unprompted or did is he responding no 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 because every once in a while i'll send him something that says like hey great great job on this Mm -hmm. brian and dave from right right yeah and uh you know so i told him from from uh you know us and us being um dave and i and of course you listeners of uh it's all good man Mm-hmm. I said, uh, I said, great stuff on Better Call Saul. We're sorry to see Hamlin go, and, and I guess he said it best. He said, ah, gents, but what a way to go out. That's right. All right. What With that, go out. Dave. What? Oh, it's all good. It's all good.